this week is HUW's third birthday. So I wanted to start by obviously uh, wishing uh, <laughs> ourselves a happy birthday, which sounds fun. But I really want to get honest with ourselves and for you as potentially someone who's already in business or is considering it. Why do you want to set this up? What is it that you want to achieve? You know, the way that I've always looked at it is, is the two S's. I'm either here to solve or serve. We all know that there's going to be challenges, but it's really knowing and accepting there genuinely will be challenges. I remember being in my mindset being like, yeah, 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 challenges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so ready for them. And then they'd come, I'd be like, whoa, I thought they were for others. <laughs> I thought everybody else would get challenged. I thought my path <laughs> would be much more, you know, I'm in control. I've made a plan. I'm applying myself. I'm working hard. I'm doing all these other things. Who wants to be an entrepreneur? This isn't a quiz show. This is reality, a real-life discovery of what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Welcome to a new season of podcast episodes of personal and business coaching topics and techniques around the three pillars of HEW, health, excellence, and wealth. HEW is introducing guests to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur show based on their own personal experiences a full real-life account of trials and tribulations of what it takes. Hello and welcome to HEW's Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lauren Brady and I will be your solo host for today's episode. Uh, whatever time of the day or week you are listening, I hope you're having a good one. And today, what I wanted to bring up first of all is that this week is HEW's third birthday. So I wanted to start by obviously uh, wishing uh, <laughs> ourselves a happy birthday, which sounds fun. Uh, it sounds a bit odd. I, I know that in my own head. But obviously, three years of HEW, the company, the business, the vision, the purpose, everything was set up by our founder, uh, Helen Williams, three years ago. Well, it was, it was more than three years ago that this concept obviously came about, but it was officially November 2017 uh, that the business was born. You know, Helen has, has, you know, the vision and the purpose for so many years of wanting to create a coaching business um, that really centred around the three pillars of health, excellence and wealth. Um, I was lucky enough to work with HEW as a client, uh, which is how I first came to know Helen when I was working myself in an employed role and looking to grow and develop my skills, my mindset and everything went with it. Fast forward to the start of 2020 was when I came on board as a partner in HEW. So in its, uh, in its second year of business, delighted to join uh, the team and really excited about the years ahead and what we have to create and build together. But what it got me thinking about is, wow, three years in business. And I know I've spoke to Helen about this uh, privately. We will be doing tons over the next few weeks around the third birthday. We've got lots of things to tell you uh, and to, uh, to share over the next few weeks. But one of the things we've talked about a lot privately is, you know, how has business been in three years? how much things have changed, how much things have grown, all the different things that Helen and myself have learned and adapted and picked up along the way. So it was a conversation we really wanted to have with everyone this week was about the expectations we can have as business owners, as entrepreneurs, if you are a leader within a business, whether you're in an employed role or as a contractor, whatever that title may be, it's something I say, if you've listened to any of my episodes before, for me, whatever the title that we put on ourselves isn't the main thing. 
that's for me is you know it's a secondary term but what we're looking to create and build when we are looking at building a business whether we own it co-own it or a big part of that management team what are our expectations in the first few years so you know, again, I'm not going to rehash lots of my story. There's lots of episodes in the bank if you want to scroll back and hear about my journey as an entrepreneur, how I started working for myself from a very young age and different turns that I've taken along the way, good things I've learned, mistakes I have definitely made. But I was reflecting on my first few years in business as a solo entrepreneur and now as a business partner. So the first thing I wanted to pose is when you decide you want to work for yourself, or you want to set up a business, you want to grow an organization, you want to build something. I want us to ask ourselves why. I think now more than ever, it's much more common to meet people and them say, I'm an entrepreneur. And um, much more, you know, we can see the rise in the statistics and the data of the self employed people, not just here in the UK, uh, but across the globe. And I think it's become much more um, socially acceptable and much more normal for people to say, again, from a very young age, you know, I want to build something big. I want to create, you know, this online business, this, you know, product, this service, whatever it may be. But I really want to get honest with ourselves and for you as potentially someone who's already in business or is considering it why do you want to set this up what is it that you want to achieve you know the way that I've always looked at it is is the two s's I'm either here to solve or serve so if we put it this way if there's a problem that I'd like to solve what you know what is that issue what's the niggle in the market what's the problem that people are having is it a product that you need to get out to market is there a skill that you have that solves a problem for somebody else or is there something that you can serve so an easy way to, to you know for us to understand this is it a service-based role that you have or skill you know can you serve someone with the skills and with the the business that you have and everything at your disposal so it's for me it's looking at it and goes why do I really want to set up this business so Often we hear people say, you know, I want to work for myself. I want to be my own boss. I want to make my own decisions. I want to be in charge of my own destiny. I want to create how much wealth that I have. I want to be in control of my finances. I want to build something for my family. I want a legacy. And all of these things sound great. And they sound so exciting. And especially on the surface, you're like, yeah, they sound great. What we often don't hear people say, and when we meet clients and from our own experience, we don't hear people say, you know, I want to be awake at 5.30 to get an hour and a half or two hours working before my kids wake up. They don't say, you know, I want to be able to answer my phone five, six, seven days a week when my customers or when my community needs me. They don't often say, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm in complete control of my finances, even if that means that the number is a negative. And I'm the last person to get paid on the books. And I pay my suppliers and my staff and my team and everyone else. And I'm the last person that takes a paycheck home. So I'd go back again, not to sound like I'm being negative or off-putting, but it's really understanding why you want to work for yourself and what that can bring, but also what that what the reality is of what it's going to take for you to have the positives and have the challenges at the same time. So let's dive straight into that reality versus perception. So I think one thing is more common now than ever is this idea of an overnight success. And it's something that we joke about um, uh, myself and Helen. And, you know, we have this with clients when people say, you know, I've been working hard for, you know, five years, 10 years. Then all of a sudden I have, you know, one business or one product or one um, revenue stream, you know, that really, you know, comes to fruition quite quickly. And people go, gosh, that happened overnight. You know, there's that overnight success. 
Well, the reality is most people, it's very, very, very rare that we haven't been working away for five years, 10 years, 15 years. Now, that's not to say, hey, buckle up. If you're a new entrepreneur, you're going to make no money for 10 years or you're going to be, you know, unsuccessful for X amount of time. But the reality is overnight success, it, it doesn't happen. And what we what what we want to get across from that is. When we, when we pose that question of understanding why you want to do, you know, what, what it is that you're setting out to do or you're in the middle of doing, there's very few people who have a concept, who have an idea, they've got all the skills, they've got all the funding, they've got the business model, they've got the practice, they've got all of those things under their belt. They launch and, you know, within six, 12 months, boom, they've hit every goal that they set. So the reality is it does take time. And this is something that we you know, we talk about really passionately, really openly. When we talk about patience, not something that entrepreneurs are famed for. It's certainly not something myself or Helen <laughs> um, are famed for, but something we've had to learn, a skill we've had to cultivate, a skill we have to continually remind ourselves and each other um, to practice because, you know, we have to make sure that we are patient with ourselves, patient with the time that we need to, you know, learn our trade, you know, put the reps in, get the stripes on our belt. So, you know, the reality is overnight success, very, very rare. The next thing on the reality versus perception is this idea that, the, you know, one external strategy will be the answer. This is something that's really integral to HEW. When we talk about working on you first and working on you as the business owner, as a creator, the reason we talk about this isn't because we just think it's a great idea. We've learned it from doing it the opposite way and from seeing the success of doing it the right way. And what I mean by this is we can sometimes look at an external a part that we think will be the answer. You know, if I have this website, if I understand click funnels in this way, if I, you know, have a social media uh, account that has X amount of followers, if I go viral, if I can get this kind of, you know, traction online, if I have this person on my team, if I recruit someone into this role, do all of those things help a business? Yes, absolutely. But if we if we rely 100% and if we put so much emphasis on the external strategy, what we're doing is we're looking for an outside source or an outside solution to every problem. What anyone who has been patient and who has put the reps in and has taken, you know, all the hurdles as they come will go. The strategy and the answer we're not trying to make out like you are the guru and you have every answer from within you without any outside help. Not at all. But external strategies can often distract us from what really we need to work on which is most often than not the leader of that business where are they at with their work ethic where are they at with their attitude where are they at with their focus where are they at with their development where are they at with their skills are they growing are they leading are they pushing you know the product the service the business forward are they giving as much as they possibly can within that time frame and within that realm of possibility so the reality is you know, when businesses succeed, we're not saying it's just down to one person. It's not, you know, often there's a, there's a huge amount that goes on behind the scenes. But what I am saying is when, when people do go forward, when they do achieve their goals and they do get the outcomes that they've been striving for, it starts with you. It starts with that internal strategy and getting yourself in the place where you can attack those goals really with everything that you've got. 
So reality perception, we could probably do a whole, you know, load of them where we go, you know, one versus the other. But I think it's a really key point, especially for new and young entrepreneurs. And when I say young, I don't just mean in terms of the age on your on your calendar or what, you know, your date of birth is. I think a lot of the time, even when we've been in business for five, 10, 20 years, we have to remember that the strategy is you and, you know, reality Let's not get caught up in what we see in other people's social media, in the highlights reel. Let's look at the reality. Okay, the next thing I wanted to touch on was work ethic. And it was something that I'm very lucky to say I saw this example growing up um, with both my parents and my father's been an entrepreneur for many years. Um, And work ethic is something that, you know, you just can't kid. You know, one of the external strategies to give an example on this one is you know read the four hour work week book and that book is fantastic and there is amazing sources of knowledge from people like Tim Ferriss and other people in you know in that industry but what you will also see if you continue to follow the author of that book is they have those strategies to grow businesses and to set up multiple businesses but it's the idea that you know you work four hours a week or this laptop lifestyle where you know you log on and you do one course and you become this person or that person and then next thing you know you know you're living the lifestyle and having the income that you have always wanted um i've seen many of those things pass by my inbox over the years not once have i seen anything like that that is actually real so work ethic as an entrepreneur and especially in your first few years is absolutely key i think the big ones for me that i've learned myself and that i see come up every single time is what's your work ethic like when no one's watching especially if you've gone from an employed position or if you've gone from a position where you've had a lot of uh, direction and someone you know micromanaging your tasks or your time I think the big thing about your work ethic is what are you doing when no one's watching what are you doing when you're not doing it to post on your social media what are you doing you know at those times when you know you don't feel like it like you literally don't feel like it now we're not advocates of saying work 20 hours a day six days a week and take no rest I can also tell you from experience that doesn't last long either but when it feels like no one's watching and when it feels like I just you know could I cut this corner that's where the work ethic really comes into play I think the big takeaway for me on this one is is having the discipline over motivation so again it's about working hard in the right areas of your business, working hard on you, working hard on the tasks that only you can do, working hard on the things that are income generating, working hard often on the things that we don't like doing the most. You know, we all have them. Me and Helen, again, very open about the certain parts of running a business. Neither me and Helen run towards our accountants with receipts (laughs) or invoices or bookkeepers or anything like that. We're much happier sleeves rolled up in the mix with clients we're much happier creating content uh, putting it out there connecting with people in our audience but we have to work hard at the stuff that we don't want to do and you know that is the reality of business especially in your first few years okay the second to last thing is it's about hurdles and this is a really um it's a really sensitive one because again whether you are self-employed or employed whether you're in your first few years of business or you've been doing this for God knows how many, okay? We all know that there's going to be challenges, but it's really knowing and accepting there genuinely will be challenges. I remember being in my mindset, being like, yeah, 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 challenges, yeah, 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 I'm so ready for them. And then they'd come, I'd be like, whoa, I thought they were for others. (laughs) I thought everybody else would get challenged. I thought my path (laughs) would be much more, you know, I'm in control, I've made a plan, I'm applying myself, I'm working hard, I'm doing all these other things. So it's really 
getting to grips with this idea that there will be challenges, there will be hurdles, there will be choppy waters in the sea, however you want to frame this analogy. But let's go down the other way for a second. Sometimes it won't always be it won't always be this way. There will be times when, you know, you make hay when the sun shines, as the saying goes. And this is an important one, is that these are the times when there are no hurdles, when there isn't a crazy amount of things going on. You have to make sure that you optimize at this time. You have to make sure that you build strength. You have to make sure that you build the good habits. You have to make sure this is the time when you're looking after your health, your well-being, your resting, not taking time off not avoiding doing the work, don't let me be contradicting myself there, but when things are smooth, when the ocean is nice and flat, that's when you want to be doing laps, that's when you want to be making sure you're building up your strength, because when the hurdles do come, when the waves do hit, that's when you want to be in a position to handle them, you know, there's no denying, you know, we're in 2020, if you're listening to this at any other stage, um, you know, we hope that at some point we're out of lockdown, we hope that the daily news cycle doesn't consist of what it currently does, um, but there's no denying that this is um, a strange and tough time for many people all across the world, and there's people who, as soon as, you know, things started to get really rough in, in different ways, you know, they, they weren't ready, they hadn't expected any challenges or hurdles. Maybe they hadn't saved their money. Maybe they hadn't, you know, planned for, you know, the kind of budget and lifestyle their businesses needed. Maybe they hadn't planned in terms of having their resources or anything. Like, here's the thing, no one could have planned for what 2020 has brought us so far. But what I'm saying is when things do hit, I hope that we've kept our strength up. I hope that we've honed our skills and I hope that we've stayed around people that help us be clear headed. This is a really big one. And when we have clients that come to us, we had a really interesting client consultation call just the other day. And this is someone who's at the concept stage of a really exciting business. And uh, they said, I think, is this the right time to work with a coach or should I be two, three, four, five years in? And our response is, you know, any time is good when you're ready to learn and when you're ready to apply and you're ready to you know, get your sleeves rolled up. But here's the thing, being around people who will be clear for you, with you, who will support you. And I'm not just talking about a hand around your shoulder and a hug. Sometimes the support you need is, hey, mate, roll your sleeves up and let's get ready to work. Sometimes the support that you may need is, yes, I know it's tough. What were you expecting? We're trying to build something huge. We're in business. We're, you know, we're developing, you know, a brand, a product, whatever that may be. So when the hurdles do hit, I think my only um, learned wisdom here is make sure that the people that you get support from are the right people. We all have those people who we can go to for a hug. We all have those people who will tell us to get back under our duvet and, and you know, hide from the, you know, the challenges that are coming. And if that's the right thing for you at that time, I salute you. But what I can tell you, to be in business for multiple years, to keep going, you know, it's funny when people talk about, you know, changes in the economy or changes in the market. I'm like, well, how long did you intend to be in business for? And it sounds like an odd question, but they're like, well, you know, maybe five years, 10 years, 20 years. I'm like, okay, did you expect that there would never be a downturn in the economy? Did you expect there'd never be competition? Did you expect that only good things would happen and the sun would always shine and, you know, there would never be rain on your side of the street? And it's interesting when we have that conversation with people and with, with, with entrepreneurs because they're like, well, no, of course I didn't. I'm like, all right, because 
we expect challenges, we expect hurdles, we expect waves in the sea. So what I'm saying here is in your first few years of business, don't go in with a negative attitude of, well, Lauren said, <laughs> shit's going to go wrong. No, no, no. What I'm saying is please be prepared for challenges. Get ready, build your strength, build your immunity, build your fitness, build your mentality, build all of those things. Because when they do come, when those waves hit and when the hurdles come, we want to help you and want to make sure that you can recover and not just recover, get stronger and learn from them. Okay, final point on this first few years of business is be proud of the process. Okay, this is something that I personally didn't get. I really didn't get. And I remember it being told to me by some very wise mentors and people who had years experience. They're like, you know, Lauren, you've got to fall in love, you know, with the journey along the way. And it's probably why I have such a repulsion to the word journey, um, because I think it can be overused and a little bit cliche. But what I have learned is that I can't attach all of my confidence, all of my um, joy, all of my financials on one outcome. So to give you an example, when we are building, you know, we have big goals for HEW, huge goals. Um, but myself and Helen can only coach a certain amount of entrepreneurs in one week. You know, we, uh, we're, not, <laughs> we're not superhuman. We don't have any more hours than anyone else does. Uh, we have other elements of this business and other businesses that we run. So we have a certain amount of hours that we can um, give to clients, um, which dictates our schedule, our availability, and more importantly, you know, the people that we can serve and the problems that we can solve but all the other things that we have to do we have to fall in love with as well like I say the meetings with the accountants the the different um, content creation uh, with web developers with our social media team and um, all the things that we think you know I just want the outcome I want the shiny video I want the website to be exactly how we want it to be you know I want the financials you know the profit and loss or the uh, projections you know I just want I, I want I want that all done and I want that made what we have to fall in love with is the, the spreadsheets what we have to fall in love with is all the storyboards what we have to fall in love with is the edits and the reruns and the cuts and the things that go again and again and again and it's falling in love with each step along the way and also with everything that you learn along the way that especially in this first you know one two three four five years of business is absolutely key it's the things that you look back at you know and again even myself and Helen we've been in business together uh, you know for now coming up seven eight months and uh, you know we're already laughing at things that we were doing back in February March we're laughing at the first time we ran our um, workshops online you know and my wi-fi randomly got cut off 10 minutes before the end and freeze framed on my face <laughs> and Helen had to take over and do the clothes you know if we didn't have hundreds of those examples where you just go I'm falling in love with the bit along the way you know fall in love with the team meetings that you have when you're you know you're driving to somewhere at 6am you know fall in love with the time where you know you find another couple of grand in your tax rebate because you've had a really good meeting with your accountant and you've thrashed things out you know fall in love with the client that you've that you've won and that you've lost and um, you know all of these different things depending on what your business is is that be proud of the process be proud of the learning it doesn't it doesn't always feel that way when you're in the middle of it and when you're getting through the learning um, and I think it's something that we all attach you know the outcome we want the goal we want the end result whether that be um, you know a financial outcome whether it be the product that's perfect at the end of this conveyor belt uh, whether it be something that you've attached another goal too but that outcome you know if if you if it's real for you and if it's exactly what you want to achieve and it's a goal that you're prepared to work on regardless of when you cross the finish line whether it takes you five years whether it takes you three years whether it takes you 10 years you've got to fall in love with the process and keep going along the way so 
they were my thoughts on what I'd go back and talk to myself about in my first couple of years in business. Um, I'm sure there's a few more. I'm sure I could have kept going, uh, you know, uh, for, for another 20, 30 minutes at least. Um, but what I did want to do is really take this opportunity for anyone who's been involved in HEW over the last three years uh, to really express our thanks from myself and Helen. Um, thank you for being part of our process. Thank you for, uh, you know, letting us grow and letting us develop. And we did do want to say, you know, say we've got massive plans we've we're two hugely ambitious individuals um, and we don't ever tone that down or hide it um, but what we are ambitious for is working with people who who also have that same desire and want to grow and to develop and build uh, and that all starts with that internal strategy which is you first as always if you've got any feedback we'd love to hear from you if you've enjoyed this podcast uh, please do take a screenshot and share it to your socials tag me tag helen tag hew and as always any podcast podcast reviews and uh, recommendations to other people who you think this might be of interest to and they really help and we really appreciate them so wherever you are today I hope it's been a good one or you have a great one planned ahead and tune in next week for another episode of who wants to be an entrepreneur thank you for listening to the HEW podcast for continued support please subscribe using iTunes Stitcher Spotify Google Play or SoundCloud And if you've enjoyed the episode, please leave a five-star review on your download platform. Tune in for more value and more content the same time next week.